go. Hello! Jesus Christ. Hello! Well, that's not even our intro. Um, What's our intro again? Uh, Once. No. Ju- uh, Hello! That was rubbish. <laughs> what, what, why was it rubbish? Games have you been playing? Anything interesting? Yes, I want to talk about this. Mm. It's co- I've been playing a game called Unforeseen Incidents. It's really good, actually. It's like a proper 90s adventure game. It's set in a world where there's a pandemic. And bear in mind, this game was made in 2018. And the pandemic has been orchestrated by the government. And there's, there's people dying everywhere. It's, it's, it's really kind of like a parallel. It's weird. It feels like it was designed for our current situation. It's really good because the lead character, I can really relate to him because he's really into retro tech. So he's just wandering around places going, oh, look, is ancient hi-fi? Is is Amstrad separate unit? He's like, oh, is old games console? It's just like, ah, oh, yes. I mean, we've already discussed that if there is, you know, a, mental, a, a nuclear meltdown or something and I'm there, you know, in the wilderness with you and your kids, like literally you'd just be there carting around a massive, just a tower of computers that you found. And you're like, oh, look at this, lugging them about. Oh, I'd have to keep them safe, wouldn't I? No, <laughs> you can't just like drag about a sun microsystem. Meanwhile, I'm trying to fight off a zombie. I mean, I could build a wall. Imagine if I had loads of sun microsystems, you could build a massive fortress. So then you've got the Sun Microsystems and the Fortress. It's a win-win. I don't see what the problem is. I've been playing a few different games. I, I played Battle Axe, oh, which yeah. is that new game. I really have been enjoying it because you weren't sure if I would because I don't really like beat-em-ups, but it's more of a hack and slash. I found that even though it's devilishly difficult... And I think I've got up to about the fifth area so far and then I get owned and I've just, I've rage quit it for a few days. Also Pokemon Snap, which is amazing. Oh God. Oh, it's so good. I, I, I've i not played it for a few days because oh. I'm trying to stop myself because I know I'm just going to get addicted. But you, you just sit there and you take photographs of Pokemon. It's just nice. Why is that a game? How How oh, is that so even nice. a game? Walking around taking pictures. Of- it's the same as like a safari game. What, what do you mean Pokemon? a safari game? Look, why are you so adverse to the idea <laughs> of Pokemon? <laughs> It's like photo modes in games. Why are you walking around taking pictures of the game? I love photo modes in games. Right, seriously, I've got some cracking photos on my Switch from games like Mario and uh, Breath of the Wild. It's just amazing. I just like to scroll through them and go, it's quite good, that. What so, so skilled. So that's what you do. You just have a folder and you just go back to them occasionally. And I, I just like, like oh, it because nice. I don't have any real world skills, but I am skilled in the world of games. So you're, so you're skilled in the world world of in-game photography. Yeah. Why don't you take that skill outside and, and do some Because I literally can't. I can't. Why not? I'm, yeah, have I'm, you tried? Well, you know, I don't like going outside anyway because there's people there. Right. But then there's nothing. There's no Pokemon to photograph in real life. It's rubbish. It's like, oh, there's a cat there. Take a photo of that. Okay, now but what? I, I don't get it, because in, in real life, you're taking pictures of stuff which you might only see once, and it's like a memory of it. You've got, like, you know, a, a memento. Whereas Ugh. in the game, you can just go back into the game and play it again. No, you see, look this at is pictures. what pisses me off. The whole idea of you take a photograph of something to remember that you were there. No. Then you're making a photograph of the memory of you taking a photograph. It's like people that go to concerts and spend the entire time just filming it on their phone. They do my head in. Enjoy the moment. Don't prick well, about with a camera. I think there's a moderation somewhere. I think, you know, enjoy... I think you're a moderation. That doesn't somewhere. make sense, look. 
<laughs> just enjoy the concert, but then take the occasional picture. Let, so let me enjoy taking a go, photograph of a Lapras that I've just uh, chucked an apple at. Look. Let me enjoy <laughs> chucking a Spiro off the side of a cliff and then watching it flap away. I'm, I'm fine with that. You knock yourself out. You take as many photos as you want. Right, so I have been having singing lessons and one of the things that we have decided, my singing teacher and I, is that we want to concentrate on kind of folk songs. The thing that I really like about folk songs is more often than not, they're songs that are being sung by a ghost. Oh God. So this segues nicely into a little talking point. All of the the songs that are either sung by ghosts or about ghosts, right? Usually it'd be like, oh, there's some woman in, in a valley and she's upset because her boyfriend went off someone else but she's dead you know whatever if you were a ghost you wouldn't hang around for centuries and centuries being upset about one thing would you which really cements the idea that ghosts are just fragments of almost a photograph of a memory look look, can i stop you there what do you mean songs sang by ghosts Look, what, what all right, does that even so, mean? So, songs sung by ghosts. Like, what do you mean, look, songs sung look, by ghosts? What, like you go to a concert and there's a ghost who rocks up on stage and starts singing? You can't have singing ghosts because there aren't no. There's, so, there's quite a lot. <laughs> I like which you've were, got notes on this. Um, uh, you know, like maybe the ghost will come in at the end and start singing. Where, where, how do they get hold of a ghost? They don't get hold of the ghost. It's just, it's a ghost that's singing the song. Well, how is it it's a from, ghost that's singing a song if they can't get hold of the ghost? Point, it's from the point of view of the ghost. So we're imagining a ghost singing a song. There's a, a song called Little Sir William, which is a folk song from Somerset. And at the end of it, the, the ghost of this dead boy just wanders in. And it's like, how can I pity or weep, mother? And it's like, oh shit, there's a ghost. Why doesn't he just talk? It's well, bit- because he... A bit exaggerated, isn't it? Why can't you just it's, say? Yeah, but it's song is a methodist. I've got get off. The rats are trying to get onto the songs. Get away. <laughs> They're like ghost songs. Fucking hell. Well, yeah, they are. They're like holy hell. Like this song. It's a folk song. Uh, I'm not sure where from, but it's about some woman in the bottom of a valley who just keeps singing, and then it transpires at the end that she's a ghost well, and she's she... just. Wandering about, just like, oh, God, my ex is such a dickhead. Well, so she's in the valley just complaining about her ghost, uh, about her ex. Yeah, because she's dead. I mean, the the kind of idea is that maybe she was murdered by him or she killed herself because they were going to elope and then he never showed up. You know, that kind of thing. Why is she in the valley? Why doesn't she go to the police and sing it to them? Because she's she's not going to go to the police. What? She's not. She's Wait, not doing that. Well, no. This is this is what I'm saying. That ghosts aren't conscious. They're just they're just reflections of what used to be. Because if she was conscious, she'd be like, right, I'm having you. She'd go to the to the Rosas and be like, look, <laughs> this lad murdered me. I'm pissed off. She wouldn't just be floating about like this. This is the thing. You know, when people say, oh, the ghosts are talking to us. Are they really though, or are they just you know? Okay. Well, if you say ghosts are reflections of what used to be. You're implying that she used to rock around in a valley singing these songs when she was alive. So why did she do that? Well, because she'd just been let down by her ex or whatever. So, so she she's went to a valley and started going, singing. Oh no! Did she die in the valley? Look, I don't. I've I've completely forgotten what my original point was. <laughs> so shall we just move on? <laughs> I I was reminded of a tweet that I saw ages ago that really made me laugh and that really made me think. Imagine if your mum was a mermaid and your dad was a centaur, but you'd only inherited the human halves. So now you're just some guy. 
Imagine that. It's, it's better than inheriting the other halves, isn't it? No, no, it's not. Well, you'd be like a fish would, with a horse. It would be a nightmare because you'd be there, like, you know, at parties or all over, just like, oh, yeah, my mum's a mermaid, my dad's a centaur. And everyone would be like, oh, it's this idiot again. It would be just a but, nightmare. I mean, just imagine just, um, like, coming from such important, in- interesting lineage and you're just some guy. We're just trying to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's Kevin again. He's, he's going he's, he's to give it up at some point, isn't he? He's, he's going to be like, look. <laughs> well, why doesn't he just bring his mum out? Why doesn't he just well, be no, like, Well, no, but oh, he probably... Yeah, that's not the kind of thing you do, though, is it? You don't sort of parade your mum around at work. Well, it's not like a bring your mum to work day. I mean, if your mum is a mermaid and your dad's a centaur, then you probably would bring them. You'd be like, look, look at these guys. No, you wouldn't do they're that my, because that'd be parents. awful. What? Do you think society might turn against them? No, I'm, I'm not saying society would turn against them. I would say that if you are a centaur or a mermaid, then you are very handicapped, really, amongst Which, all of humans, okay, aren't but, you? Yeah, but my, my point was that you're just some guy. Yeah, but I mean, it's unrealistic to happen because then... Plus, right, a centaur... His bottom half, which is the horse, isn't it? Yeah. The mermaid is her bottom half. So that wouldn't happen, would it? The, wor- the worst case scenario is he'd be a human top and one leg would be a horse leg and what- he'd have one fin. Right, that is genuinely not how genetics works. Yes, it Absolutely. is. Be- no, because it's not. mermaids don't it's have genetics to have not. their... It is no, because mermaids... Is pure listen, not. mermaids don't have genetics to have their top half as a fish. It's not like red dwarf. Yes, where, they do. Like, but some, some mermaids have human feet and a trout head. That's, that's, that's not how it works. Works, is it? Look, well, and centaurs don't sometimes have a human ass and a horse's head no, but, just but knocking like, about. It's, it's the way that alleles and, and the genetics and the chromosomes and that work, isn't it? Like you can you can have a recessive gene. So no, a mermaid no, no, probably because... has a recessive human gene in there for the for the bottom half. Yes. Because mermaids don't have the gene for the top half to be a fish. Right. I tell you what, Peter, you're talking shit. It's, right. it's, it's like humans <laughs> don't have the gene for the top half to be a, to be like a dolphin. <laughs> All right, look, okay then, okay, so fine. Your mum's a mermaid and your dad is a minotaur. Throwing insults at me now. Your dad's a minotaur. There we okay. go, that's better, that works, right? I think a term you said that. In fact, that might have been the actual tweet in the first place and I have, may have just completely screwed this up. Okay, so I think I think the that... dad is the minotaur and the mum is a mermaid. But how would that work? What do you mean? How would how the would... procreation work? How would, look, we're not going to, we're not going to ask them that, are you? You're not just going to go around to the house and be like, oh, look, my mate Kevin says that you're, how did you even do that? But Kevin would ask it. It's a look, parents. How did I come to be? What the shit is this? Okay, Fish so have vaginas. Say it happens, and Kevin's right. rocking up at a party. Right. He'd have to get over it, wouldn't he? He'd just well, have he'd to... have to just not tell anyone, wouldn't he? Yeah. He wouldn't be able to tell anyone because people about whatever. I think that's safe. But then imagine if he like starts dating or he wants mates around or something. He brings them round to the house, and his mum's just there, like bottom half in a paddling pool, <laughs> just in the middle of the front room. I, I, I think it's a danger if he if, if he then goes on to have kids. And then, like, a, a minotaur pops out. Well, it wouldn't be a full minotaur, would it? Because it'd be diluted. Genes can do stuff like that. Right, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, thanks for raising it. It's, <laughs> it's you know, it's cleared, cleared up a lot of questions for me. So, on a previous co- podcast, I did mention this. There was this woman back in well, the 1700s or whatever. She ended up being really, really famous uh-huh. by just lobbing animals up her vagina as a way of sort of, you know, getting a bit of cash on the girl. She started to give birth to 
like bits of animal and mm-hmm. then it sort of went up and up until it ended up to be a case of like giving birth so-called to full-on rabbits right but then after quite a while of this and um you know the king found out about it and was like what's going on and <laughs> what's going on <laughs> what's happening <laughs> he's just got a mild interest in it well she she used to say stuff like so if she'd give birth to like a load of like cat paws yeah. she'd say that she must have given birth to that because there was this cat that she really liked that used to sleep on her bed. Mm-hmm. So she manifested it. So that was her argument that she, she wasn't being impregnated by an animal. She was just manifesting these things and then giving birth to them. Right. There was this surgeon sent to go and see what was going on. Basically, they found out that she had just been whamming animals up her vagina. She ended up going to trial for it, getting imprisoned for it. She, she did eventually confess that it was a hoax. Well, what century was this? 1700. So is that past the witch trials, I presume? Otherwise, she would have just been condemned, wouldn't she? But look, there's a woman who can do something. Burn her. Yeah, but it's, it's not really a woman that can do something, is it? It's a Which woman is. who is it's literally giving birth cracking to out like animals. Like, I mean, that's not just doing something. If you can give birth to rabbits, that's doing something, isn't it? You know, it's not as if it was advancing women's suffrage or something. Mm, what you not... think it was. You think all the suffragettes <laughs> should have been just whamming out rabbits. I, d- I, d- I mean, it's, it's drawing attention to something. I presume she made quite a lot of money from I, it. I, I don't know exactly. I think she probably did. Because it's surely it's quite a big risk, isn't it? I mean, it's... Yeah. Did, did she declaw the rabbits before she did that? Oh, or? my God. Look, I don't... Look, they were dead, so it's not like they were going to be rummaging about. But, yeah, but the claws are going to be quite sharp still, aren't they? It's, I don't know. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I, I, You know what? Probably. I think if she was making a living from doing that, she probably would, you know, that would be up in the list of things that she should probably deal <laughs> okay. with before. So what did the surgeon say? Did he come along and say, look... These rabbits are declawed. Clearly, this is a trick. She's whammed them up there, and you're being deceived. Or I think she, yeah, she was incarcerated for a while. Did did she continue the tricks in prison? So after all of this, after she finally got out of prison a few years later, she ended up actually getting pregnant and giving birth to a daughter. Was it half rabbit? I don't. Was it like the the, the minotaur situation? Yeah, it was literally, she's like, can you imagine that kid going to school and he'd be like, oh, my mum's the one that gives birth to rabbits. It's not something you'd be proud of. You wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, my mum got sent to prison for wearing rabbits <laughs> up her snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It, it might distance you from your classroom. I'd be well pleased with that. I'd be like, that's amazing. Well, that's the first thing you'd say. You'd burst into the class and be like, yeah, my mum whams rabbits up her snatch. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> Why are we back on this subject? Well, I thought we visited this before. <laughs> Because Are we going to do this every every time? No, we're not going to talk about Mary Toft every time. I just wanted to okay. sort of put the issue to bed and be like, look, there was this I mean, last... for me, the issue was put to bed. It was done last time we spoke about it. We didn't need to revisit it. <laughs> so in Peter's Mighty Minute, I basically just tell you a subject that you're going to rage about for a full minute. I will time you. Yeah. When you can't find the pay point in a multi-story car park. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't get me started on that. So this is because we went to a car park recently and there was a sign it said this way to the pay point. So we go walking up the ramp. And it's like, oh, pay point. Nothing there at all. Look around the entire space. Not a, not a thing. Go into the shopping mall. Nothing there. Nothing. What kind of shit car park is that about? Turns out you have to walk about a mile down the car park and there's this tiny pay station just sitting in the corner. Just like, hello, it's pay station. And then you have to bloody walk back to your car. Absolute bullshit. Right? 
<laughs> and you go up there to the pay station. It's like, hello. It's, and there's two pay stations, and they're both card only. Like, one of them's broken. What's the point in that? What's the point in sitting there broken like an absolute shit herd? Right, stop. Right. Are you okay? I don't want to experience that again. Right, are you ready to go again? When I make a cup of tea. Well, you don't make a cup of tea to start with, do you? It's, it's like, hello, do you want a cup of tea? And then I've seen you make it. You get the kettle. Fine, that works. Get the kettle. Mm. Put the tea. No, no, sorry. You put the milk in. Absolute mentalist. I don't know what you're thinking then. Then you dip the tea bag into the milk so it goes cold. What is that nonsense? How is that getting the most out of a tea bag? You need boiling hot water to make it diffuse properly. And then you bung the water in. You give it a stir. It must be five seconds you stir it. Wonk the tea bag out. It looks like a bowl of piss. Absolute milky piss. Tastes like milky piss. And you're like, oh, there you go. There's your tea. It's not tea. That's not what tea is. It's not even close to tea. You don't even get a slight caffeine hit. You don't get a st slight taste of tea. It's bullshit. I've seen better tea fall out of an ape's arse, frankly. Absolute nonsense. Stop. Bloody hell. Look, it's creamier if you put the milk in you, first. No, that's not what you want. No, You're not making it a is. hot chocolate. It is. It's, it's not better. A, it's nicer. It's not a mug of custard, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Tea, it's supposed to taste like tea. Okay, do you are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Do you want <laughs> Do you wanna do one more? Go on. When the bin lorry randomly comes a little bit earlier than you thought it would. Oh so. my god. <laughs> oh, that, right, where I live, the bin lorry comes at twelve o'clock, twelve thirty, which is nice because that means I have to drag myself out of bed a bit earlier than normal, say half past eleven. But a few weeks ago, Laying in bed, hear this out the window. It's like, that sounds like a fucking bin lorry. It's like 10 a.m. So what the shit are they playing at? Look out the window, bin lorry steaming up the road. Like, what are you doing? The bin, right outside my door still. I haven't even had a chance to move it to the pavement. I have to run outside, grab the bin, run to the road, like barely dressed, everything on backwards, no glasses. Bin lorry comes storming down the road, have to put it outside, and then you don't even have time to put out the rubbish which is in the kitchen. They don't give you any notice. So you've got this half empty bin just sitting out there getting emptied, and then you have to double stack it for next week. Why can't they just at least phone ahead or something, let you know what's going on? Stop. Just come. I, I feel like if I don't stop, you're going to keep going for quite a while with that one. Good God. Can I just say that I'm. I think bin men do a superb job and I fully support what they do. I, I think they're, they're great. The ones uh, around here are fantastic because every time I come trundling out of my yeah. front door, still wearing my dressing gown, holding it around me, dragging my bin, <laughs> they will stop and they will go, oh, so we'll take it yeah. for you. I've like... literally had to walk to the next estate before because I've missed it. Yeah. So I've had to drag, <laughs> I dragged my bin once from my estate down quite some distance to the next estate. <laughs> On the way down, the wheel of the fucking bin fell off right? and that rolled down the road. So I was just dragging this <laughs> hobbling bin down the road trying to catch up with a bin lorry. I get that. I'm like, hello, mate. He's like, hi. I can't do early bins. <laughs> do you know about 
I'm not going to like this, am I? So sheep and cows yep. and that, they used to be painted as rectangles. Sorry, say that again. Sheep and cows? Sheep and cows and that, they used to be painted as rectangles because the farmers that commissioned the paintings wanted their livestock to look boss as hench as hell. <laughs> so you've got all of these rectangle paint uh, cows and sheep in all of these paintings. Yeah, I've seen them. It's just like a box. It looks yeah, they're like... amazing. <laughs> it looks like a cow with like a massive chest, but just <laughs> goes straight down. <laughs> cross looks like a minecraft animal so why do they want their animals to look boss well yeah so they maybe get more work out of it or something I, is it in case they have like a fight between farms no what so it's kind of like it's like one of those you know oh my dad will beat up your dad yeah it's like no my cow will fuck up your yeah. cow look at it yeah it's a literal square but you were the village square with your cow and it's like they bring down their cows and one's a, <laughs> and one farmer's farmer's like Oh, it's all right. I've seen his paintings. It's just a painting. His cows aren't like that. So he brings his normal round cow along. The other farmer comes down. He's actually got a massive fuck off square cow. He's like, come on then, mate. Just bashes him with it. I just love the fact that it was a proper status symbol. You've got to have something, haven't you? I would rather have the, the rectangle cow. I'd just be, I'd be absolutely lording it over you. I, literally. <laughs> you'd just you'd parade around town with it. I would. You? Just you'd about. be there. <laughs> you'd be sat in your office. You Ashen's in his office. You just look out the window. I'm just there, just parading past on this rectangle cow. <laughs> we just see like, this yeah, cowbell yeah, yeah. just down the street. It's just you <laughs> arriving on your cow. <laughs> For like the fourth time your that massive, day. Just yeah. coming round. Your fuck off blocky cow. <laughs> Are we going to do kids' jokes? Oh, God. Okay. Who's going first? <laughs> well, I think it's best that you read them because I can't. <laughs> what did the muscle man say to the tiger? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what? That's what he said. It was sort of like, ooh, well, you're it, it, sort like, of thing. It, it could be interpreted, it's just like loads of O's, so it could be like, oh. <laughs> that would probably be better. The tiger's like, what the f <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What do you call a fish? What, just what do you call a fish? Yeah, what do you call a fish? Okay, I don't know. What do you call a fish? A fish. <laughs> no, you don't. You do, you call it a fish. <laughs> You don't call it a fish. Yes, you do. If you, you see a fish, you go, you look at that fish. No. Knock, knock. Who's there? Visual cow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a rectangle? Moo. Moo? Moo. Did you, didn't you say you're a visual cow? Yeah, I'm a visual cow, and you're supposed to say visual cow who? Yeah. And I visual say moo. Visual cow who? Moo. Uh, what? Why didn't the man climb up the mountain? <laughs> I don't know. Because there wasn't a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> this is all ob observational humour. It's amazing. Knock, knock. Who's that? Fork. Who? Fork of July. <laughs> <laughs> and that was submitted on May the 8th, so that's even oh, better. That's, that is, that is a double-layered joke. Yeah. Waiter, waiter, why is there a foot on my cake? <laughs> I don't know. Because you told me to stamp on it. <laughs> What's the difference between a chicken and an elephant? I don't know. A elephant has a huge bottom. I mean... See, it's factual. I mean... <laughs> a pig walked into the shop and the lady said, we don't make types of meat in this shop. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You've come to the wrong place, right?
<laughs> Imagine if that's how a butcher got his meat, the pigs just pile in. <laughs> and one goes to a wrong shop and they're like, mate, this is a gift shop. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do bears have faces? <laughs> I don't know. So they can see. <laughs> <laughs> Just a faceless bear. I can't see. Um, <laughs> how, why did the skirter not go to the Halloween party? <laughs> why? He feels bony. Oh. Oh, you feel sorry for the skeleton. What has eight limbs and eight heads? I don't know. A monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> what do cavemen eat? I don't know. Caves. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you call a crocodile with a big butt i don't know a noob <laughs> absolute noob just one more why did the okay. pig noise <laughs> i don't know because the man noise <laughs> all right we're done <laughs> now peter if you recall last time we read half-life full-life consequences by Sprague. oh no not this bit Yes, are we doing so, this every time? Yes, we are. Oh, no, okay. Now, as I recall, last time you didn't really enjoy... Uh, not so much the way the fanfiction was written. You did, you did enjoy that, but you didn't enjoy the main characters of the Freeman Brothers who you were, quote, bike-flipping assholes. <laughs> so... Uh, just for context as well for everyone who doesn't play Half-Life, Gordon Freeman is the main character in Half-Life. The John Freeman character that we're going to that we're going to mention in this fan fiction is a what's called a Mary Stew in the fan fiction world, where it's basically a self-insert by the writer. Half-Life Full Life Consequences Two: What Has to Be Done? Is this the an official follow-up? Yes, this is the official sequel. Okay. John Freeman walked like speed of light back to his motorcycle and left behind the bad place behind him. John Freeman had to ride his motorcycle really fast back to the office, but the John Freeman's gas ran out. John Freeman jumped fast off the motorcycle and landed on dead people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> if the gas had run out, why is he jumping off a motorcycle to start with? Gordon Freeman is now these hands. I must kill the next boss and live up to full life consequences. John Freeman said out loud. John Freeman picked up a laser gun and aimed it at trees to see if he could. John Freeman shot and tree fell down in front of him. John Freeman seen eggs fall out of the tree and he put them back home safe. <laughs> so caring. <laughs> These birds don't have to see Gordon Freeman yet. It's not time, John Freeman said to him. John Freeman, what? What's, so, what is going on? He's so caring about the birds. <laughs> no, but Just lasering shot. trees. And he's like, it's fine. It, I don't know if it is fine, though, Peter. John Freeman had to walk faster and was back at his office working on a computer. <laughs> He's so keen to get back to his office, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he looked on the internet and found the next boss. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what is this? What, what kind of... Is this a thing you could do on FreeServe? Just go on the internet and find out where the next lad you're supposed <laughs> to beat up is. is. Is it some, like, super keyboard warrior? Is it, like, <laughs> level two? And <laughs> it's like... <laughs> thundering into the comments he's like oh no i know his weakness now john freeman said and after that he got emails from someone <laughs> john freeman opened up the emails and read them <laughs> dear john freeman how are you i miss you at home come home safe and soon with gordon freeman for thanksgiving dinner love mum john freeman looked at it and got sad and yelled i will kill the boss and gordon freeman will be a happy soul 
then he turned off the computer, went onto the platform again down to his other, more faster motorcycle that had gas in it this time. Why didn't he take that the first time? I, I do. He's unprepared. He's got two motorcycles. He's not that unprepared. Maybe he knew there was a second boss coming, I guess. But I mean, have you noticed the pathos? He's got an email from his mum yeah. inviting both, both of them to dinner, him and his brother, yeah. and his brother's dead. Yeah. It's just, just really sad. He, he can't break it to his mum by email, can he? John Freeman put the laser gun on his motorcycle and his machine gun and his rocket gun that he found on the side of the motorcycle. He went through traffic and went fast like lightning, back to Ravenholm and back to the place where Gordon Freeman was. John Freeman went off-road... Hang on a minute. So what he's done is he's... (laughs) He's got on a motorcycle after, you know, the last thing. He's driven back to his office, read his emails, and then he's gone back to the place that he started out at. <laughs> he literally fucking blasted back to his <laughs> office to read his emails. <laughs> That's how he knows about the big boss. The big boss is like, emails him, I'm here now. Like, okay, <laughs> let's go. He's <laughs> there sending him, like, Google map coordinates. Yeah. John Freeman went off-road and, and did backflips and landed on his back wheels but kept going. Oh, here he goes again. Why can't he just bike anywhere normally? <laughs> he needs to backflip. Why he just start to backflip? Just get to your destination, mate. John Freeman went really fast again, like before, and was soon back again at Ravenholm, but saw more zombie ghosts. John Freeman said to them, Zombie ghosts, I have killed your friends at the old house, and I don't want to shoot your heads. Move near the countryside, and you will be friends of John Freeman. The zombie ghost said that, No, we will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Sorry, mate. John Freeman waited until they were in front of his motorcycle, and backflipped off, and shot his head their heads below and landed and walked fast to where the next boss was. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're cool with the fact <laughs> he just backflipped off his bike. Well, we know he backflips, that's his thing. So, <laughs> you know, he wants to carry on doing it, then... Are you going to email him? I mean, I mean, I'm emailing him right now. I'm telling him where the third boss is. <laughs> <laughs> is the third episode of this is going to be him going to see you're the boss of the next episode? He comes backflipping <laughs> in on his bike. I'm like, oh God, here he comes. <laughs> You will be one of us, yelled the dead zombie ghosts. John Freeman laughed and shot a rocket at them. John Freeman saw the next boss far down the road and walked slow this time. He walked really slow like a turtle, sat down on a rock and watched the next boss near the dead last boss and where the place that Gordon Freeman was. The next boss was laughing at John Freeman, so John Freeman said, you will not laugh at me and shot a rocket at him, (laughs) since that was his weakness. He's got ego problems. Yeah, he's got Are you laughing at me? (laughs) I've just backflipped my way in here, mate. Well, no, the thing, he's already in a bad mood, isn't he? Because it, it literally just said the next boss is next to where the last boss was the dead one i would be genuinely livid i get pissed off when i go to the shop and get home and realize that i've forgotten you know pasta or whatever and have to go back out for it he was just caught up wasn't he he was caught up in himself and he's like oh (laughs) my computer probably needs defragmenting now i've got to go back (laughs) he shot a rocket at the boss since that was his weakness the next boss that was that's most people's weakness isn't it a rocket at the the face (laughs) What's your weakness in life? You know, rockets to the face. (laughs) Generally. Right, anyway, so the next boss died and John Freeman was happy. He walked over to the dead boss and put them under the ground and planted plants on them. So instead of messy dirt and dark, there were pretty things there to be happy. Aw. That's that's nice. John Freeman walked to where Gordon Freeman was lying dead and crushed from the next boss's feet and looked down. A tear dropped out of John Freeman's eye and landed on Gordon Freeman. 
You are dead, bro, and I killed the evil boss. John Freeman saw something bad. A head crab was on Gordon Freeman. Gordon Freeman stood up and said, John Freeman, you got here slow, and now I am a zombie ghost. You will pay. To be continued... Did, did, why didn't he bury the first boss? Why did he Why did he go to the effort of making the, sec, the second boss's grave look pretty? He didn't even bury his brother when he was dead. Well, well no. He just because buried he, the second boss, look. planted some nice daffodils, and then he's like, <laughs> oh shit, my brother's now a zombie. <laughs> it's the fact that Gordon Freeman as a head crab stands up and says, you got here too slow, and now I'm a zombie <laughs> ghost. Which we, we have learned from this episode and the previous episode that John Freeman does not know how to manage his time effectively. I mean, he's gone halfway across the town back to the office and come back. That That's a good couple of hours out of his day, isn't it? Yeah, and in the last one, he, he shut down his computer, he did a backflip, he did all of this stuff. It took forever. He's quite a conflicted character, isn't he? He obviously, yeah. he, he needs to get a diary. He needs some sort of time management routine. Definitely. He's out, out to prove himself, isn't he? He doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to do backflips on the way to kill a boss. <laughs> he could just ride there leisurely. Oh, it's already quite impressive. So how many chapters do we have? There are two more, actually. Oh, okay. So I guess that's for the next two podcasts. I don't know if our listeners really care about what happens in the next one, because all that's <laughs> happened is Gordon Freeman has stood up with a head crab. I, I have no empathy for the main character of John Freeman. I just think he's kind of a bit of a wanker. Trust me, they know? care. Trust no, me. do they? Deeply. <laughs> <laughs> okay well i think that's it for this one are we to do our ending don't we okay you've been listening to the octonedal podcast i've been nostalgia nerd i have been octavius king bye, bye. bye.